Maria Hammond, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series tonight. We're at the Measuring National Wellbeing, What Matters to You debate. You are famous on television for championing some of the well-being issues. Just tell me a little bit about why you think this debate is important now. I think that well-being just is... I think that something is growing up around well-being and there's been this thing building up for the last decade now and different governments have been interested in it. It's not as if it's just a conservative thing and then it is actually now going to be measured and I think there are many questions to be raised about how it should be measured and what will actually be done with it but I think the fact that it's being tried is a good thing. I think well-being does matter and we should take notice of it. And do you think that at a time when people are experiencing job losses, we're in an economic climate of cutbacks, we've had the budget today, a little bit of petrol, but people aren't feeling that optimistic or happy about life. How can the well-being debate sort of inject some life back into us? I think it's interesting because it is a very interesting time politically to decide to look at something like well-being because you could argue, well, if you want to keep well-being high, then don't have any cuts at all because we know that job losses reduce your well-being. So in that case, get rid of all the cuts. And this is where the question lies about whether policymakers will actually take any notice of what is said in the you know, well-being survey and what happens. Um, but I think it is, it is worth measuring. And the big question is whether anyone takes any notice of, of what's measured. And do you think the measurements are accurate? I mean, can you measure between people of social classes, people in work, people out of work? It's all very well for people who've got a regular income to say money doesn't make you happy. But if you've lost your job, you're clearly unhappy. Um, the same with measuring between nation states, people living in different climates. Surely you can't compare and contrast. Money doesn't make you happier once you've got a certain amount, which tends to be a sort of average of about £20,000, £15,000 to £20,000 a year. If you lose your job, obviously you haven't got that income at all, and that definitely does lower people's well-being. But once people earn more than, say, £20,000, earning £25 rather than £20,000 doesn't substantially make a difference to their well-being. But of course it does, if you haven't got money at all, it definitely makes a difference. Now if you were to paint a blue skies picture of the well-being debate, you talked about it rising up the gender, indeed it has, over the past decade. Where would it go in, in the next few years? What are we likely to see change? Social policy, the measurement of these so-called soft indicators being integrated into social policy, us all having a bit more time to ourselves, a bit fewer miles to commute to work. I would really like it if the wellbeing agenda you know, did rise up the agenda and if people really took notice of it and if policymakers really took notice of it and did try to do the things that make us happy. I'm sceptical about whether they actually will because I think they feel and maybe they have to always put GDP first and so I'm not sure how much in the long term they will really be prepared to change policies on the basis of what makes us happy. I'd like them to but will they do it? So if we all said we wanted to be paid as much as Fred Goodwin was or that actually uh, we don't want to live in, in a state where the financial sector controls our, our lives so much do you think they'd take note of, if you like, these bigger institutions of the state within which we live? I think it's quite a lot to ask for them to actually take notice of it and to actually do big policies around that. And I mean, that would mean at the moment not doing any cuts that lead to job losses because job losses definitely decreases your well-being. And not but closing they, libraries. And not closing libraries and not doing any of those things and, and basically stopping the cuts. But they feel they've got to do the cuts in order to reduce the deficit. And so they're going to do that, regardless of what happens to well-being. 
And just finally, a personally curious question. Why have, have you, uh, Claudia Hammond, championed the wellbeing debate? Why is it so special to you? I've been uh, studying the research that's been done. Sorry, I've been studying the research that's been done on emotions for a while. I I wrote a book about the science of emotions and and just got really interested in how there has been loads of research done on emotions and we could be putting these things into practice. And so I think it's very interesting to watch to see how it could be done, whether it's done the right way, and whether it makes a difference. Claudia Hammond, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series, measuring national well-being. What matters to you? Thank you very much.